Welcome to the Portionality Podcast, a curiously sermonic podcast playground for adulting over 30. Because let's keep it real, life will keep lifing with swift transitions, but together we can honor the moments we are in and keep on living. I am your host, Portia Williams-Gates. Join me every Wednesday as we grow and live together. Psalm 24, verses 1 and 2. The earth is the Lord's and all that is in it, the world and those who live in it. For God has founded it on the seas and established it on the rivers. Thus ends the reading. Greetings and welcome back to the Portionati Podcast. I am your host, Portia Williams-Gates. I got a good one for y'all today. It is the Earth Day episode. We just recently had Earth Day on April 22nd, 2023. And so I'm all about earth and sustainability. But before we get into today's episode, do me a solid favor and make sure you are commenting, rating, and subscribing and sharing this podcast. Make sure you are reviewing it with a five-star review. Go ahead and share it with someone who you know will be blessed by it. And however you're listening to it, you know, make sure you're subscribed. Also go over to the website, www.portionai.com and subscribe to the newsletter. If you ever want to get in touch with me, I am always excited to hear from you all. You can reach out on social media at Portionati Media. And you can also engage me um, via email, Portia at Portionality.com. All right. Now that we have done all of the things. Yes, y'all. Earth Day. Earth Day. Let's talk about Earth Day. So Earth Day, if you don't know, now you know. It is celebrated every year on April 22nd in awareness uh, to promote the action for environmental protection and sustainability, right? It was first held in 1970 and it's become a global movement, okay? It has become a global movement. And over 190 countries acknowledge and celebrate across various activities, such as planting trees, cleaning up litter, conserving energy, and advocating for environmental policies, right? So we see a lot of people deciding to volunteer. You see people having conversations about renewable energy, sustainable energy, um, climate change. You see conversations around pollution and um, all kinds of just different conversations, right? And environmental Sustainability can be anything from uh, food and cultivating food and discarding of food to renewable energy to anything about like your diet. It could be anything about energy in your home, about the way that you travel with commuting rather than um, using your car all the time, you know, reducing your carbon footprint. It could be anything um, in those categories. However, I notice sometimes, uh, oftentimes left out of the conversation is environmental racism. And so environmental racism is the ways in which the black and African-American community and indigenous communities are impacted by uh, environmental issues. You see, there are policies and there are just different types of governmental systemic issues that are not looking out for the black community, for the indigenous community, and black and indigenous people are literally dying and suffering each and every day. So I have a little mantra, a little saying that goes, if you really want to celebrate Earth Day, stop killing black people. 
if you really want to celebrate Earth Day, stop killing black people. Now, that's just black people. I also need you to stop killing trans people, stop killing LGBTQ people. I need you to stop with the Asian hate and the Jewish hate and the Islamic and Islamic phobia, right? There's so much hate in the world. Um, we need the support of the indigenous community. We need to support them and the cultivation of their land and for these governments and these states to stop trying to take the land or uh, to stop trying to pollute the pipelines and the water lines. We need to see fresh water being carried into the city like the city of Flint. Come on somebody, right? When has Flint have clean water yet? Can we talk about it? Does Flint have clean water yet? Right. What about in the Bronx In the South Bronx? Do you know that it's the highest rate of child asthma in the country? Right. Because of all the pollution in the South Bronx, we have an issue when it comes to environmental racism. When you look into the communities where black and brown people are inhabiting, you see less grocery stores and you see more corner stores where, you know, we call these food deserts, where people aren't able to get the nutrition and access to food. Literally cutting people off from food is a systemic and environmental racist act. People need access to food. Grocery stores, if your grocery store is more than a mile away, you probably live in a food desert. And they're bringing these grocery stores that are not accessible in terms of prices. Do you know you need to make a certain dollar amount to be able to afford certain grocery stores? Come on, somebody. And so it's easier for a child or for somebody to get a 25 cent bag of chips. Are they even 25 cents anymore? I think it's like 30 cents, right? You can't even get a 25 bag of 25 cent bag of chips, right? And because now the prices are just inflated and people are will opt for that. A 25 cent bag of chips and they may opt for that quarter water because that's 50 cents rather than getting the $18 cut up sliced fruit that's at the grocery store. Or if you go to the grocery store and they're selling a mango for $3, but if you go to the farmer's market, you can get a fresher mango for a dollar. Or, you know, three for a dollar, however have you. But yet a lot of times uh, some of the farmers markets don't want to set up in communities where black people and Latina folk are residing. Let's call it a thing. Right. You see a lot of farmers markets setting up in places that uh, white people are living. Let's just call it what it is. But yet we do see a lot more, quote unquote, urban renewal um, and urban planning. We start to see in the urban planning and urban renewal, um, we start seeing more people bringing in programming that supports uh, healthy, sustainable foods. Right. We're starting to see the emergence of more community gardens. Right. And so here's the thing. Before we had all of this microwaved preservative, you know, GMO stuff in our food, we actually used to be a people who grew food. Come on, somebody. We actually grew our food and growing your food is one of the most healthiest ways of eating and to eat seasonally. Right. So growing your food because all food don't grow in the same season. How about that? Somebody. 
growing food. And so I like to think about how growing our own food is an ancestral thing for black folk, right? And indigenous folk and Latinx folk. It is indigenous for us. It is ancestral for us to grow food, right? Because we were farmers and sharecroppers and we knew how to till the land. We were farmers in the motherland and we have a relationship to the soil. So another part about Earth Day that I like to talk about is, especially for black folk, we are naturally connected to the earth. All folk are connected to the earth if you really want to get down to it because out of the dust we were formed and out of the and from the dust we will return, okay? Out of the dust we were formed and to the dust we will return. So we are never disconnected from the earth. I need somebody to catch that one. We are never disconnected from the earth. But specifically in the African diaspora, we have a relationship with the earth where we understand the earth and the earth's technology and we understand the earth's medicine. Yes, the earth has medicine. Uh, Dr. Valerie Bridgman uh, once said in a sermon a few years back, and I was just so like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. She said, everything you need is in the earth. And I love that because everything we need, every remedy, every piece of healing, anything that we need to be able to survive when it comes to our bodies, it is in the earth. If our bodies were formed out of the earth, if our flesh has emerged out of the earth, surely our healing and the remedies for supporting the healing and the, um, regurg- the, the, the regeneration of ourselves and for the production of our healing, it must also be in the earth. It must be in the earth. Our recovery process can be better sustained and supported when we are connected to the earth. And so I find it so key and so important for, to remind us that we are connected to the earth. Spiritually, we are connected to the earth. The earth is mother. Okay, Mother Earth, we are connected to her. We are her children, just as we are children of God. We are also children of the earth. And so we have to respect and put some respect on Mother Earth's name when we come to Earth Day. So Earth Day isn't just one day, right? Yes, it's April 22nd, but Earth Day in theory needs to be every day. Because the earth is what supports us. And if we forget our relationship to the earth, if we're abusing our relationship to the earth and we are not being good stewards of the earth, we're going to mess around and we're going to find ourselves extinct. Okay, like seriously, do you know how many endangered species there are? How many extinct species there are? Do you know that bees are endangered, like severely endangered? And God forbid, if something happens to the bees, we are in trouble. Okay, we are in big trouble. And shout out to one of my favorite scholar theologians, Minister Candace Simpson, who does great work around the bees. Okay, the bees knees. Okay, I mean, literally get into it. She really talks about bees every now and then. Um, She will bring up a post about the bees. (laughs) And truly, if this earth did not have bees to carry the pollen to cross pollinate with the flowers we would be in some serious trouble the vegetation that we have is survived by the insects and so we don't have the a best the best relationship anymore with the earth we have become oh dare I say so digitized so industrialized that we forgot um our relationship with the earth 
Right. And I don't want to use the word technology because the earth as itself is a technology. Right. And technology isn't just um, digital media. Right. And media isn't just the news. Right. Media is actually plural for the word medium. So we think about mediums and conduits. That's a whole nother level of spiritual technology and conversation that I really want to get into because that's good. That just got really good to my soul just now. Right. And so the earth is its own technology. And so when we say we are stewards of the earth, how are we utilizing and coming into communion and community with the earth, right? How are we paying attention to the ebbs and flows of the seasons depending on where we live? Because let's be real, right? I always say, you know, natural disasters don't just come out of nowhere. Everything is cause and effect. And I do think that sometimes natural disasters are pointing to larger issues. They're pointing to larger systemic issues. And part of it is climate change and how we are treating the earth and what we are doing and the dumping, right? All of that stuff, right? You know, it's like hurricanes on the water, all that stuff, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's the earth speaking back. And I don't know how we can go around life not thinking that the weather doesn't respond to what we're putting out, right? It's karma. What what we put out is what's coming back toward us, right? The weather is a mirror for how we treat the earth. And if you're treating the earth bad, it's going to respond in ways that are not conducive because the earth is always trying to reset itself. And one of the ways that we can respect the earth is by respecting each other with kindness, right? Stop killing black people. Stop killing trans people. Stop killing queer people. You know, get rid of the guns. Do you think that guns are one, a public health crisis and a systemic racist issue? And an environmental racist issue. Guns need to be cleaned up, y'all. People do not need access to guns. We need to clean up the guns. And so anytime we see a shooting, whether someone is murdered or someone is shot mistakenly and is hurt, especially our children who are harmed, because senior citizens are walking around with guns and they want to say it's their second amendment right please get up out my face with that no one needs a gun especially a senior citizen let me tell you something we need to clean up all the guns all the guns and amend the amendment okay i've said this before amend the amendment but it is absolutely a environmental racist issue that there are guns because and it's a public health crisis that there are guns Okay, so we need to clean up the guns. So one of the ways that you can advocate for Earth Day is to get involved with the anti-gun movement. Okay, that is one way. There are many ways you can get involved, right? Again, like I said, the way that we eat, the food, food justice, making sure people have access to food, right? Housing people, literally housing, the housing crisis is an environmental racist issue people need to be housed people need homes not having places for youth to go for activities and after school programs that is an environmental issue as it is also education environmental racism is connected to so many other systemic issues that sometimes we don't even recognize it because we're too busy you know in our own world that we don't understand that everything is connected to the earth you can trace everything back to the earth 
And you can trace everything back to how people are spending the money. How are people spending the money? Follow the paper and dollar trail. How are people spending the money? Are people actually spending money that supports the uplift and the wellness of people in urban communities? Are we supporting farmers? Are we supporting uh, the health condition of miners? Are we, are we supporting the health conditions of people? The health conditions of people and healthcare is connected to the environment. You know, it's more than just electric cars, okay? Reducing your carbon footprint is more than just driving an electric car. It's more than just LED light bulbs, right? It's more than that. It is also getting involved and being conscious and mindful of what we do. Even something as simple as, you know, um, in sustainable fashion. If you ever heard of sustainable fashion, it's because the fashion industry does a lot of dumping, right? There's a lot of dumping of clothing, a lot of clothes end up in landfills, right? When we should be actually recycling materials and we should be um, donating our clothing and we should be upcycling clothing and we should be using a cloth to reconstruct and make something new and making sustainable fashion. Do you know some of the originators of sustainable fashion is actually black women? Let me tell you why. Black women took pieces of scrap and took pieces of old clothing and made quilts. Not just quilts for the bed to keep people warm, but also the quilts had maps in it. So I want to just shout out to the black quilters and shout out to the women who made the quilts because the quilts weren't just blankets to keep you warm. The, the, the quilts were maps to show you how to live and to show you how to escape and to show you um, what needed to happen, right? They were tools. And so when you think about quilting, that is environmental justice, right? That is sustainable resourcing, right? Quilting. Do we have the productivity to quilt again? And I don't just mean quilting with scraps of fabric, but how are we quilting with things that we're discarding? How are we uh, discarding food? How are we taking this and recycling and repurposing, right? All this comes back to repurposing. Everything has a purpose and therefore you can repurpose it. Environmental racism is a real thing, y'all. And I really think that God would have us to want to be more mindful in how we are living, how we are engaging one another, and how we are showing up in this world. And oftentimes, just the simple act of being kind, um, just the simple act of discarding your just discarding your trash properly, you know, recycling things or composting or just even just thinking about how people have access to food are just little tangible ways. And then just going to your elected officials and asking them, what are you doing with the budgets to increase the spending power for people to be housed and increase the power for people to have access to food and education and taking guns off the street, right? Having access to clean water. It's water, y'all. Everybody doesn't have access to clean water. Protecting our animals and the environment and just looking at clean air, Kids are walking around with asthma at high rates because of the air quality. So that's what I got for y'all this week. 
Let me know your thoughts. You know, DM me on social media at Portionality Media. Send me an email, Portia at Portionality.com. Follow the newsletter. Let's have a conversation. Let's continue to engage um, one another because I really am interested and invested in your thoughts and thinking about even our spiritual connection um, to the earth. And before I go, I want to give you some homework, um, you know, just something to, to think about as an as a practice. I want you to just step outside wherever you live. Step outside for a moment and just look at your environment. You know, maybe you live in a concrete jungle. Maybe you live on a dusty clay road. Maybe you have access to green space and parks, right? Maybe you have access to open roads and fields. Maybe you just have sidewalks. Maybe your neighborhood doesn't have a sidewalk, which is also an environmental racist situation is when there's no sidewalks and no green space access because people need access to green space. I want you to go outside and really take note of your environment. Listen to the birds chirping, feel the warmth of the sun, feel the breeze of the wind. I really want you to take it in. Go outside barefoot. I know you might be saying, what barefoot girl? Do you know what's on my, on my block? Really, like I want you to put your feet in some earth, whether it's the concrete, you know, go out with some slides some flip flops, put your feet on the earth and just allow yourself to feel the vibration. Go down to the beach, put your toes in the sand, put your feet in the water, feel the water, feel the earth, feel it. I want you to feel it. That's your homework. I want you to feel the earth. Just take some time and commune with the earth. And then I want you to tell me about it, right? Let me know your experience. So like I said, connect with me on social media or via email. Um, Go ahead and share this podcast with somebody. Go ahead and subscribe wherever you are subscribing. And let's have a conversation and let's continue to engage one another. I'm really interested in hearing what you have to say. I love you for listening. Thank you so, 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 so much. And if you want to support this podcast, um, another way you can support is by donating. And I am working on getting over my imposter syndrome of asking for donations. And so I'm going to put it out there. I have a PayPal donation link that is linked in the description box. Go ahead. Um, if you want to give a reoccurring gift, if you want to give a one-time gift, um, it is there. Um, and you know, there's no pressure, but every support little bit helps in the support. Like every little bit helps, whether you are sharing this podcast, whether you are giving to this podcast, it all helps um, to offset production costs. And it just helps grow this community because I want to bring some awesome things to you all um, for the future. And so I'm really excited. So thank you so much for listening and God bless you. And I will talk to you next time. Peace.